Hi, welcome back to our second episode of the Garden of Storytelling. My name is Bopa. And I'm Sully. And today we're we are going to discuss the Lunar New Year and what we did this weekend. So Yeah, happy Lunar Year, everybody, and yeah. everybody around the world. Yes, happy Lunar New Year. It is the year of the rabbit. Yeah, we have a rabbit in this house. How would you describe our little rabbit? <laughs> lucky, he is lucky. I, I think he's a really lucky kid. Because he's, he he's puts witty. in little work <laughs> and is lucky. He's he's pretty witty. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's got a smart mouth too. Yeah, he um likes to blame everything and anyone for anything that goes wrong in his life. But that's not a rabbit characteristic. That's, not- <laughs> <laughs> that's a Maxwell character characteristic. <laughs> Yeah, no, but he he's he's a witty, witty kid, and I yeah. freaking love talking to him. He's funny. He said that someday he's going to come on our show and have us interview him. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what so. happens. So anyways, I'm Cambodian, and I don't celebrate Lunar New Year. I, oh, I didn't growing up until I met mm-hmm. you. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit about what you remember, how you guys celebrated the Lunar New Year when you were little? The Lunar New Year is a very, very important aspect to our people. Um, it's just, uh, it's just like anything else, right? It's the beginning of uh, of the year, and uh, it's supposed to be a time where you celebrate with your family mm-hmm. and um, you know talk about and bring about all the the traditions in regards to asking our ancestors to watch over us Mm -hmm. and take care of us and provide us with um good luck for the coming year okay um, it's just just a lot of good things to remember as a kid the biggest thing i remember obviously everybody knows this about lunar new year i already know what's going to come out of your mouth because your kids said this today yeah you already know (laughs) give me those red envelopes they go how many red envelopes do you think we're gonna have today (laughs) i was like uh not a lot (laughs) They're getting too old now, right? Like when you're younger, you get all their envelopes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, as little kids, we'd always ex- expect yeah. their red envelopes. And what we would do with our red envelopes, we played cards. <laughs> <laughs> like every Asian household. <laughs> every listen, we'd play oh cards, gosh. and the older cousins and you know uncles and what, be like, okay, nope, you guys can't play. I'm like, oh no, we want to play. We got money now, right? And then we'd beg them to play. And they'd be like, no, we're not going to let you play. Because if, if we take your money, we are literally taking your money. So That's funny. So you were trying to play with the older people. Oh, yeah. So you weren't trying to have your own like little kid pile. Of- oh, we did our little kid pile okay. thing. But we, I mean, somebody already wanted. And then you'd go take it to the adult pile. So that would, that's what oh that would gosh. happen. It'd be like, oh, let's play together. And then we'd play together, play our little card games made up and you know always the oldest cousins and siblings took the money yeah and then that's when you need to go play try to go play with the adults and they're like no we're not playing with us i'll tell you this one time i played i played with my grandma and her friends uh-huh. is this i think it's called red cards I don't, i'm not 100 percent sure. yes what it is. i yes when you part where you pair it with like another number that makes the number 10 S- something like yeah. that but in our language you call it tham dang just you know and Literally, I remember crying to play with these old uh-huh. ladies, and they were like, "No, we're not. We're not going to take your money." 
And they're telling my grandma, get your grandson. He's we're not playing with him. Okay, how old were you? Dude, I don't know. I was man, I was young. I don't know, probably eight. Okay. You know what I mean? And um I just kept on trying to play. And they're like, all right, fine, go ahead, play. Mm -hmm. Put put your money down. And sure enough, they took my money. That's funny. And then I started crying. They're like, We told you not to play with us. We're not giving back your money. So I learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah. They kept my money. I never played I never played cards again after (laughs) that. Them old ladies. Those those ladies took my money. Every little kid that I know that plays with their Christmas money, their New Year money, it it always they, someone always cries every <laughs> single time, and it looks like you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy. gambling in the Asian household is like that was it, like second nature. It is, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy because it's just something that it's always been in our tradition. Yeah, I, I can't tell you why. Or where it came from, mm-hmm. I just know that that was a part of our culture. Yeah, and it still is, and still is, it is still prevalent. Is. Yeah, uh, you know, in in our Asian culture to gamble. Yeah, often, and especially at uh, times of gathering. So like, oh, yeah. it, which is crazy because like even like um, when you guys have hundies and stuff for oh, funerals, yeah. yep. that people come to gamble. And I, it, when I first saw it, because like Cambodians. At least the one, like, I guess I didn't go to a lot of those when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, I didn't really know what to expect. So yeah. I just thought, like, when you go to, like, a place like a hundi, that mm-hmm. it'll be, like, a place of, like, you know, remembering, you know, and, yeah. like, sharing, you know, like, memories and things like that. But it's, there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of gambling. There's a lot of. Yeah, it's just a yeah. celebration, it's, obviously. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a celebration of life. Yeah. And uh, yeah. everybody, every, you yeah. know, family and culture, they're adapting to it now. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. Being in America, you're you kind of change some of those traditions that you're yes. doing because again, it's not feasible to go seven days. People have jobs and stuff here, you yeah. know. Back in the home country, <laughs> like listen, they took seven days off. It was just what it was, you know. Right? Yeah. So, but now here in the United States, it is a little bit different. It, it's you can see the tradition changing in regards to that. Yeah. And um, also the way that we look at gambling has has changed too because it's it's a lot different. You gotta understand in back in the home country when you didn't have, um, you know responsibilities in regards to working every day yeah you know because you got to think about it there it's throw a country yep they don't have stuff to do every day there's not a job that per se people go to every day on the regular basis unless you work for the government or something of that nature right so yeah it's interesting so going back to your lunar new year um celebration when you were little like who was all there like who was at your house it was at your your parents house it would most of the times when we had Lunar New Year, it would always be it's always your immediate family, right? So your okay. parents, your grand, your, you know, your your uh, children and your uh, grandchildren, you know, okay. if, they ha- if you had grandchildren. So that was kind of how I remember doing it. I mean, my yeah. uncle and aunt would be there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we it would be pretty big. But as yeah. I've gotten older, it, it has again. It's going back to your, tradition. the tradition. You kind of lose a little bit of tradition. Everybody kind of goes into their immediate families, yeah. and it you kind of lose that uh, big group of of gatherings that we used to have. It's just not as feasible as it used to be. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, um, what kind of foods did you guys have? Uh, traditionally, we. I mean, you, it's kind of like a, I, w- I wouldn't say sacrifice, right? It's, it's kind of a ceremony where you're going to have, you know, a, you, you bring a pig, a roasted pig or two chickens or something of that nature. And you're just basically inviting your ancestors uh, energy to come and rejoin you for New Year's. Uh, I mean, just like Mulan, right? I mean, you've ever I seen, seen Mulan. you never seen Mulan. You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Have you? 
Of course. Do I need to watch it? You got to watch Mulan then. I have, well, I barely watch TV. But How I, have you not watched Mulan with the kids? You fell unless, asleep. You fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. I, yeah, oh because. Oh my God. Sometimes when you're a mom, sometimes the only time you can sleep is when you're watching a movie with the kids. We're watching Mulan tonight. I'm down. All right. But so, yeah, so Mulan, same thing. You're basically praying to your ancestors to come and rejoin you for uh-huh. New Year's and giving them offering of food and things like that. It's kind of like a ceremony. Yeah. Right. And then you're just it's like a boon, kind of like how you guys do it for yes. a certain. Well, OK, so then. OK, so yesterday when yeah. we had our friends over, they were meeting their family at mm-hmm. midnight to yeah. do that. And then we didn't go to your dad's until. Yeah, afternoon. everybody does it a little bit different. So so it is. Is, is it different by like cultures or is it different by families i think family households okay. everybody does it. again tradition changes based off of you know yeah. what we're doing right yeah. so my dad's an old man he's not yeah. going to be out, up at midnight. 12 o'clock at midnight you know <laughs> he's just like we'll do this in the morning it's okay like, yeah he'll do it in the morning and in, we'll, we normally have lunch that's kind of how he's always done it so yeah. that's that's what he's always has done yeah and um, something interesting that i just i mean i've been with you for 19 years and mm-hmm. Um, I just noticed it today. So I think looking back, I probably did it inappropriately too. <laughs> so so I know you guys light incense to um, your ancestors. Yes. And you do three of them, right? Well, three because my dad is inviting my grandmother, oh. my grandfather, and my mom. So it's one for each person. One for each person. Got That's it. just how, I mean, again, you could light as many as you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, to be yeah. honest with you, I mean, I, I can't tell you if that's even yeah. a, it's just more so like, hey, we're representing three here in this household that we're inviting in. Yeah. And uh, to come in and, and eat with us. Okay. So. so I saw that, you know, like Doug was doing it, which is your brother-in-law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to do it too? You know? And then your sister yeah. was like, oh no, only the kids do it, the daughters, and then the son-in-law can do it, but the daughters, the daughters-in-law cannot. Yeah, I and, don't know about all that stuff. Well, okay. <laughs> so then I asked her, and I go, so how come that is? You know, just I just want to know. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, then I, in my head, I was like, I know that I did this a few years ago, if not last year. I'm right. like, I know I done effed up. Yeah, those are the <laughs> things that, again, tradition, yeah. no one really knows how those, I mean, there's so many different rules, yeah. right? Like, you can't sit at the head of the table. My dad had well, what's to sit the head? The ta- where's the head of the table? Near the in our oh. well in our house. It was near the near the the you pictures know. and stuff at the table. Right, yes. the table. Right. So. Oh, interesting. Because you remember when I first started dating? Yeah, you, you can't sit by my dad. I sat next to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know what I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, I have I no know. idea. I'm ask. Yeah, you can ask them. I, I have no idea. I just do it. Right. Like those those yes. those are some things that I just do because listen. They just tell you. They but tell they don't me what explain to do. I'm, I don't need to know. Like, listen, you don't want me sitting there. Am I supposed to sit there? All right then, fuck it. I'm, I'm I, just gonna I'm just gonna get up and sit on the other. Just like Doug today. I tell him like, hey, you can't sit there. Doug's like, all right. I, I'll just I can. Up. He's like, I can drink beer anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug is Sully's brother-in-law. He's Caucasian. And Dude, he's, he's hilarious. hilarious. So, so he's funny. like, yeah, he's like, hey, there ain't no difference where I sit. I can drink beer anywhere I sit. Yeah. So it's me and him that usually don't understand anything that's going on when you guys yeah. are speaking in Tidum. Um, yeah. And I know like Tidum, I know our viewers, our people that knows us will know yeah. who, what Tidum is. Can you tell us a little bit what Tidum is? Because I think the world does not know. Man, I honestly guys. <laughs> you don't have to say the whole thing, but you I, all I know is little... that we're a subculture, right? So what I, what I do know is that we are uh, originally probably from Indochina. Uh-huh. Uh, Per 23andMe, it says that we're the Chinese dye, not Thai. 
right? T A I. That's D A I. D A I. So Chinese dye. Yep. So not Thai dum. What you're saying? Yeah, but Thai dum is so basically there's like six different um, uh, Indo Chinese subcultures essentially, right? Is what mm. I've. This is what I've just said from my own research. I'm not a. Hey, you guys correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but uh, send me some stuff because I I don't know. I'd love to know more. But what I do know is that um, a lot of our people were, when France had uh, colonized the Indochina area, they had also and given land that was in Vietnam mm-hmm. to the, you know, part of the Chinese Dai people, which was divided into different, you know, basically subcultures, right? Everybody yeah. got their own piece of land and whatnot. Yeah. And that's kind of how it became. So we're basically a displaced people right kind of we don't have a country per se yeah so we lived in we lived in uh, vietnam for a while uh with all the wars and whatnot i mean with things started happening i mean it happened a lot earlier a lot of titan people moved into laos from what i've heard was like in the 1940s yeah because dad just told me that today that he um they moved to laos for 25 years from vietnam yes my dad was in laos i think starting when he was like 14 years old Yes. Mm-hmm. So he had, uh, so everybody was born um, in Laos, all your siblings besides yeah. you and Den. So you and Den were born in the United States. And yep. then um, because we had the confusion that your oldest brother, Aitam, yeah. was born in Vietnam, but he wasn't. He was actually all, they were all born in Laos. Yeah. No, no, they were all born in Laos. So yeah. all, Vinchan, I believe, is where they're at. Vinchan, Laos. Is, Interesting. Yeah. Do you ever have a desire to go visit like the homeland? I I can't say there's a desire because I don't know nothing of it. So it's nothing for me to miss. Um, per se, everybody's here. My family, yeah. my f- friends. I mean, you don't have any family members. I think on my dad's there. side, there's some like some cousins he may have. Okay. Um, some nephews or something of that nature. Okay. But again, I, d- I don't know of it. And so what I don't know is I can't miss it. Right. Like, I. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, then, and then there's me that's never been to Cambodia until I was 18 years old. Show up there, starts crying, meeting all my family members I never knew I had. Yeah. I like just had this weird connection with them. Like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Like you're my, fa- I, I can see the straight teeth. I can see the, you know, like the, the bushy eyebrows. I Did can you see- just say that you have straight teeth? <laughs> I, yeah. Because, well, because, you know, in Cambodia, like, people don't have, like, they don't go to the, de- I don't know. If they, maybe they don't go to the dentist. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I, well, but when I, when I showed up to my dad's side of the family, I was like, you can see the genetic makeup. The genetic makeup. Okay. I was like, oh my God, we all have straight teeth. Which a lot of your family members do have straight teeth. Yeah, yes. and I didn't realize that. And yeah. um, and so it's just like interesting when you don't know your family members and then all of a sudden you reunite with them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dang, we look alike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about genetics in general, yeah. right? Like when you start thinking about and looking back at the past, think about it like two generations up. You may have a grandpa or a grandma or a, you know, great, great grandpa, grandma or great uncle or something that you may even look like or your children look like yes. or carry a, a, a gene or a trait that they may have had. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at like Sol- our oldest, Sullivan. Yeah. He is, I don't know how tall is he, like five, He's five probably right five, 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 six right now. Yeah. And yeah. so like you're five, six, I'm five, 
I think I'm five three, but five, five and a half. <laughs> I, I think I'm five two and a half too, but I, <laughs> I like to round it up to five three. <laughs> so now that he's thirteen years old and he just shot up in the last year, yeah. everyone's like, "Where did he get his height from?" Well, I took my mom to the doctor. Oh, uh, maybe last week, mm. and we were just talking about Sullivan's height, yeah. and she brought up these photos of her uncles. Um, and her aunt, and I remember her aunt because she actually came to America. Right. Or she lived in America. Right. And so she was really tall, and all of her daughters, which they're my mom's cousins, are super tall. Mm-hmm. And then I realized... Well, in Asian, Asian standards, super tall. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, like 5'8 and above. Okay, like, that's tall. Okay, like, I mean, you're average. No, I'm, I'm not average. I'm short. <laughs> I mean, should I say that's what she said right there? <laughs> I'm just the average. Okay, no, no, I, I'm a shorty. I'm definitely a shorty. I guess you are. Shorty. Average, average is like, five, like five, guess... eight, five, eight for Asians. Okay, so next mm-hmm. to me, you're not a shorty because I'm already a shorty. Yeah. So okay, yeah. <laughs> huh? Interesting. But yeah, anyways, talking about Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where he gets his height from. Is from my mom's side of the well. Yeah, mom's side of the family. Yeah, well, and more, more than likely. I mean, because most of my family members are short. My mom's short. My dad's short. Yeah. From what I know, my grandparents are short. Um, you know, my <laughs> tallest <laughs> sibling is like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, no wonder our lucky rabbit is mad at you. <laughs> hmm. Our lucky rabbit, which is Maxwell, okay, he one day came home from school. So his friends were all tall. He's like the shortest of all of his friends. He came home one day. He was so mad at us for being short (laughs) because he's not growing and he needs Pediasure is what he said we needed to give him because his friend Mason at the time was tall, but he wasn't like packing on the pounds. And so his mom was giving him Pediasure. So he came home and was like, they're tall because they have Pediasure. You never (laughs) buy us Pediasure. And I'm like, you know, Pediasure, (laughs) chill out, dude. And he even cried. Was it last year or the year before at their checkup? And they, so basically at their yearly checkup, they'll predict what they'll be when they are a full adult. Well, Maxwell got told that he was going to be what? 5'8". 5'8". I said, he cried. River, five he cried. eight. Like, I wish I was five eight. <laughs> I was like, shoot, g- give me the five eight status, <laughs> man. You'll even take five seven, boy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> seriously. I just said, being oh, five foot five and a half. Gosh. Come on, man. I'm a shorty. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it though. There's nothing wrong with shorties. Yeah. I used to not. I was never attracted to guys that were short before. Um, <laughs> no. Like one of my requirements was that my the guy that I date okay, keep going. is going to be super tall, and then I meet this guy. Like, I, and now you know what's so funny? I think keep I don't going. even look. I don't even look at height no more. Like it's the craziest thing. Well, you better not be looking at height no more. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, you you done past that stage of looking at height. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy that you can have this, like, criteria of what you want in a person. But you, do you really know what you want in a person? You really don't, you know? So, like, I used to say, okay, so some of the things I would say would be, he needs to be tall. He needs to have nice teeth. He needs to have clean shoes. What for? I have no idea why I, I said that. I had none of those. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm lucky, dude. I must be really good. Oh, my. I knew I, I knew I got a slick tongue. Well, wait, what was your requirements? 
I have no requirements. Never have I ever had a requirement. You didn't? No. At all? I had none. Hmm. That's, probably, why, that's why you made it. I probably... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's probably, I think I got all of mine from like either TV or like magazines. Well, hell yeah, like, you was watching 90210. <laughs> no, I was watching stupid stuff that made no damn sense. A MTV, my bad. I know, MTV. MTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Really? Well, so, so what do you, what do you think about the new Lunar New Year uh, thing? Do you enjoy it? I do. That I, now so, that you celebrate it with us? Yes, I love it. I, okay, so here's another thing. So since I'm American, I'm Cambodian, and now I'm tied up. I have three New Year's I get to celebrate. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. so basically, if I yeah, you do too. Yeah. So if you know if I don't start off right in the American one, I just wait till the t the, new, the lunar New Year. Yeah. Then after that, if that doesn't work out, then I'll go to the Cambodian New Year. So I have a few months, you know, to really get my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I love it. But you know what's crazy about uh, so we went to um, Cambodia um, for. Uh, the Kamai New Year. Yes, it was so. It was after my dad died. Yes, six after years dad ago. passed away. Yes, mm -hmm. and we went during the Cambodian New Year, and yep. that was a bucket list of mine was to be able to go to um, to see how they celebrate because it's so different here. Dude. Here, the way we celebrate in in Iowa is that we go to the temple. Yeah. And then we have like an evening party, yeah. and that's about it, right? Yeah. Well, but, that's like us too. I mean, is thing. that okay? Yeah. Um, but we don't. But what the crazy thing is, we don't get together with families at home like you guys do. Yeah, because we that's not your guys' tradition, uh, right? Because yeah. you got remember, Khmer people is based off of religion? Uh, a religion base, right? Uh, it's the same thing with the Lao. So the Lao and Khmer, yeah. New Year's the same thing. So do they not do anything at their homes either, like we do? Like we I, I think they do, but it's yeah. just not as prevalent as like the Lunar New Year because the yeah. Lunar New Year is really, it's really focused on that tradition of uh, your ancestors. Right? Okay. It's, that's part of that. The but whole ours is too. There's a lot of ancestry things. Like we do like the ceremonies. It is, but it do... is more Buddhist um, type uh, ceremonies and things of that nature that that are involved with you guys' New Year's. It's actually, I think it's the water festival. It is. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. yeah, that. So when we went to Cambodia that year, that was fun. If you guys haven't been to Southeast Asia for well, Laos or Cambodia for a New Year's there. So fun, dude! So Our fun. friend uh, was at the Lao was in Lao yeah. during yeah. the same time. same time, and so we were watching his snaps, and yeah. it was wild, just as ours. It was you know? so cool. It was really neat. It was um, it was crazy because like okay, so in the city, in Phnom Penh, it was so quiet. Remember, yeah. we were in Siem, we went to Siem Reap for yep. the New Year, and that place was just crazy. Like most mm -hmm. people are going back to their homeland, so they they go back to their country. their home country, Con yeah, the countryside. Yeah, the country, the prov like they're different provinces, different provinces and stuff yeah. um and so the city was really really quiet mm -hmm. and um when we went to see Rio, it was so funny because you're like do you want to go out to like pub street and i was like sure you know like we can go yeah this place called pub street was awesome yeah so we start walking out and of course like i naturally always smile at people at things like just i just always smile and <laughs> I guess if always you, smiling at people. <laughs> so I guess if you're smiling, what they do to you is they uh, they, they took powder. And well, remember, let, let's go back a little bit. So basically, for the whole week, the whole country shuts down. Oh yes, we're not even talking about just the whole country. Literally takes a week off, yeah. and during this time, they're celebrating New Year's. And what they're doing, it's kind of like the water festival thing. Yeah. 
They everybody has water, water guns. guns. That's right. I forgot about. They that. have um, shaving cream. Yes. So that's and or they have and they have baby powder. powder. Yes, and I got soaked. I got powdered. Yeah. I got. She got powdered. So what you're doing is she was smiling. We're just walking down this alley and we're just <laughs> laughing, and this guy comes up to her and he's like. He uh, goes, what he, he said he goes, to Cambodian, he, goes, he said he asked me why, uh, he goes, why is my smile so big? <laughs> yeah, he goes, why is your smile so big? And he goes, and then he, he got her with uh, oh my some, uh, what do you call it? Baby uh, powder. Not just baby powder, shaving cream. I don't remember shaving cream. I just remember, I really remember the Oh, he baby got you powder. some shaving cream too. Really? Baby powder and shaving cream. Get you the shaving cream, then put the baby powder in. Oh my God, it was yeah, crazy. It was and I had on a white shirt. Because yeah. I didn't know that this was going to happen, so I felt like I was in a white t-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was right in the mix. I know. Dude. Well, remember, so we went with my nephew, and you two love to kick it. I am more yeah. of like a chill person. So remember how they had like a bunch of people on the street? Dude, I mean, I'm talking about, there was, in that street, there had been at least 10,000 people. Oh, and this guy went straight in there. I went there. straight in the mosh pit. Like, yeah, right into I the did middle. Not. I don't know if I still have footage from it. I had a GoPro with me. And I had put it. I had an extension. I put up in there. It was so cool, but it was. I was right in the mix. It was like it was. It was wild. Oh, um, if we find it, we'll we'll put it in. Yeah. That, yeah. I'll, I'll look for it. Cool. It was so cool. I know I have that picture of me smiling and with the powder all over me. I'm pretty sure we have some photos. I'll look for it. Yeah. 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 That was 2000 and what 17? Mm-hmm. 2017. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that was yeah. So it was very very different. It felt it felt like a a wild event <laughs> compared to what how we celebrate here but yeah that was yeah, fun that was fun though yeah. i had a great time yeah well i know like with the lunar year i don't know if you saw the news but my yeah. niece sent me a news article this today mm-hmm. um that there was a shooting that happened in monterey park california yeah it's terrible did you read it i didn't read it all but um i just seen that there's 10 people that were um injured and yeah. pa- passed right like yeah so yeah, that's yeah. that's and just terrible that things like that can is. happen. Um, because I know, and I also read that it was you know um, the shooter was an Asian person as well. You mm-hmm. know, um, my heart goes out to all the families that yeah. and the community that are affected by this tragedy. Um, it is really hard to really even like talk about because obviously we don't have all the information. Yeah. And another thing too, it's like. Every time you think about what you can partake in and something happening there, it really hits so close to home. I mean, like, think about it. If there's something that was going, if we had a city like that where there was more um, activities where we are celebrating, can you imagine having someone come in and, like, just changing, your whole world just changes upside down? No, I definitely, yeah. I can't imagine that stuff, and I don't want to imagine it. It's just sad that we live in this type of uh, society right now that we are seeing more and more of these type of things. I'm hoping that uh, people can uh, dig a little bit deeper and yeah. uh, hopefully can find reasons why this has happened. Obviously, if somebody's doing this, um, we have to look at the mental aspect. And unfortunately, uh, as Asians, we definitely don't look at mental health as um, something that affects people. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, if I ever told my dad that I had some mental health issue, he'd be like, I'll kick your ass for some. <laughs> Let me show you a mental health issue, yeah. right? Like, I'll, there was, there's, that doesn't, mental health didn't play, it wasn't something that we ever discussed or even talked about. Even, it, honestly, yeah. even today. Like, like oh, yeah. I remember, like, when my dad had dementia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, My family, because I have, you know, my mom's older, my siblings are older, they didn't see that um, it was his brain, you know, that was causing him to... Right 
have a certain behavior. And so like, I didn't really know much about dementia either. So I had to do my own research and it allowed me to have compassion for my dad and to understand that that's not who he is. Unfortunately, you know, something else is controlling him. So trying to explain that to your mom and your siblings and in the right terms, because my, you know, like my Khmer to English is just not, or English to Khmer is just not the best. Well, it wasn't at that time. Yeah. So it's just really, um, really hard to explain to them, you know? And then now I think that they're starting to understand it more because more and more people um, around here are having the same, you know, things. And so they can like, oh, that's what's going on. Because back home, when I would ask, when they would talk about a family member and they'll say that, they passed away and I was yeah. like, why did they pass away? And they're like, oh, they just fell asleep yeah. and they died. You know, there was never a cause um, of yeah. death for them because they just didn't know. They didn't have that knowledge. They didn't have the resources. resources right. Yeah. And then when you think about, um, I think also the society, the United States, we have a different society here, a different yes. culture. And uh, of, of what we as people have to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's not a lot of when you go to like for example uh, a third world country like Asia, you know, and you're going into the Southeast Asian areas where people don't work every day. Their mind frame on what they're concerned about is very limited. It's not like in the United States of how much what we have to um, process and what we have to do to keep up with just a ge- in general just to live a life, right? Yeah. I mean, you think about all the things that you have to do just to make a living yeah. and to survive. You know, back in the days, people can say this all the time, every generation, as we keep on going, there's more and more things that you add on. Um, I, I look at it as like, okay, my parents, yeah, they were able to raise us at a certain extent to, you know, at least feed us and clothe us and, you know, put a roof over our head. It was a lot cheaper. Now, kids need internet. They need phones. <laughs> Do they need like, internet? It, right. It's like, these are things that they need just to even be able to keep up yeah. with, in general, life, the way that we live here in the United States. Um, you know, but that's, again, that's to me, there's just, so mental health was, it's not something that they really worry about over there because they're, they, I don't feel like they have the same type of mental, um, uh, the pressure that comes with living in the United States. I think their mental health, actually, when I think back to like some of the things that my family went through, um, for instance, um, we're talking about making a living here. Right. I'm thinking about. Uh, cultural things like for instance like oh you can't date you know so if you like somebody in a family that you're not supposed to date that be that's also a a mental issue too that they have to deal with you know of like falling in love and then not being accepted so there's different kinds of mental illness I think that each country or each culture kind of um uh, deals with more than others but in like in America for sure it's like the the pressure of of being able to survive every day to make a living, you yes. know, because everything just costs so much money, you yeah, know, I mean, right now everything costs a ton of money. But. Yeah. But then over in like, listen, I'm just thinking back to like, um, you know, it's just stories I hear from people, you know, like, or in my own family, you know, when, uh, so-and-so like is falling in love with somebody, but the rules in the family is that you can't date. Mm. That's mental illness. And I actually have heard of stories just from when I was younger of, people even committing suicide because they were either, you know, they couldn't date the person they wanted to be with. And it's like, yeah. a, it becomes a, uh, gosh, like a, 
it's something that's not talked about in our culture, you know, in our mm. communities, you know, it all, and in it all, and the things that I would hear back, I'm just thinking back when I was younger, the things I would hear the old people say was, how can they do this to their family? You know, versus like right. the, no one's ever thinking about the person like, okay, did anyone check up on this person? Did anyone realize that this person had so much mental issues that they were dealing with because that they couldn't talk to their families about, you know? Right. So, yeah, so back to what you said, it, the mental illness varies in all kinds of topics, categories, yeah. you know, but... Um, but yeah. it, I think also it comes down to, cho uh, there's some choice to, I think, in regards to, you know, it, over there, there was... You, did, you have limited resources and limited choice. Yeah. So either you had a choice that you were going to get over whatever that you're trying to get over, or guess what? You were going to die, right? Like, I mean, there's they were just kind of like life and death situation too, right? When you think about war, when you think about, uh, you know, displacement, home. Yeah. If you didn't feed your family, like literally, you have no other choice. Like either you're going to do this or you're not going to do this. Yeah. And that's kind of how, like with here, we have choices, we have options, we have yeah. things that, um, you know, I mean, I want, for example, us talking to the kids about making choices, right? Give me giving them choices, giving them different opportunities and picks. But the problem is right now is that I'm not giving them, the, even though I'm giving them choices, I'm not showing them the repercussions of the choice that they do make. And if it's a bad choice, because I'm still providing it for them, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of that now that's my fault because yeah. I'm not showing them. Hey, I just want to like today. I told him it's like, hey, dude, I got a reminder that um, that I need to pay. You know, because I set reminders for myself that I need to pay a credit card bill. And so today I reminded them. I was like, hey, you guys need to be thoughtful so you can be present. Meaning that, um, hey, think about think about what you're doing today. You know, if there's snow outside, hey, the snow needs to get shoveled. <laughs> it's not gonna Does your dad have to come out and sh do I have to shovel every single house, you know, or do I got to shovel every single time that, you know, or food, yeah. you guys just come out when you smell food? What that's crazy. Gosh, what's right? so crazy is not now that you're saying that. I remember my mom, oh my gosh. Yeah. Every day, well, not every day, but every weekend, she would be like, because we would literally stay in bed and then we smell the food. And like, mm -hmm. we're, we're rushing downstairs, okay? Right. And she'll just start yelling. Like, there was like no hello, no nothing. It's like, if you, you know, all just because you smell the food, you just come down, but you didn't help do anything. Uh, in nothing. my I know. I never remember thinking, like, I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that's exactly what they yeah, think. I'm sure you know? they do think that way. I know, right? because like my mom couldn't explain. Yeah. Instead, she just yelled, you know, yeah. and it's like, what the hell's our problem? Like, right. you know. To so. me, it's just you got to put in a little bit of work, a little yeah. bit of thought. For sure. Uh, you got to earn your keep. And that's just the way that we, that's the way I parent. Um, yeah. I always let them know that they have to earn their keep around here. It's just not fair to everybody else. We always talk about the pie, right? Like, mm -hmm. we got a pie. I'm gonna I'm gonna divide this pie, and every time that you guys don't take your do your slice of the pie, then guess what? Somebody else has to pick up that piece of the pie, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, I mean, if you guys do nothing, yeah. then one person is doing all all the pie work. So yeah, I think um, it, it's always a work in progress with these kids. It is. It's it's never ending. I mean, parenting is it's very difficult. I mean, I don't know anybody who is a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect parent. Well, there's no such thing as a perfect 
person in general. So yeah, you, right. I mean, you do what you you can, and you can only do what you know. So like, yeah. as we evolve as humans, yes. we start to learn and start to resonate even with our own parents. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, like just when we when the things that we complain about our kids. I always think back to like, oh, shoot, that's how my mom must have felt, you know, like it's and I uh, so I watched the Joy Luck Club. (laughs) Finally, I watched it. And that's that's something I haven't seen. Oh, why don't you watch it with me? Girl, I was not trying to watch Joy Luck Club. Have you you seen it? it? Did you cry? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was in tears the entire time. I couldn't help but think about. Um, my mom and my sisters and their daughters, right? Because obviously there's this like barrier of um, generations, you know, like yeah. of what we've, what each person has gone through because everyone's in a different environment. And so your experience is going to be a lot different from the other person. And yeah. I felt that so much because, you know, my mom had me at 43. My sisters are 20 plus older years than me and Mm. so I remember just like as a little girl they always remind me that they came here and they sacrificed so much and I was like so and what you know because I didn't understand where they came from I could not even envision what they went through even if they told me because I never lived it and like around me there is no war so I couldn't even uh, imagine you didn't embody it right you didn't embody it you didn't feel it you weren't you didn't no. experience that actual moment the same thing yeah and this is why the american culture the way that it is over time um why people lose culture because you do you start to lose the experience of mm-hmm. what your family had before if, if you, i don't know if you guys ever i watch yellowstone and um if you think about if you look at the main character the father mm-hmm. you know he's trying to preserve this thing that his family you know had this land and and then in some of the in some of the shows uh episodes he's always like what am i doing this for i'm doing this for nothing because his kids didn't respect it the way that he respected it or sure. wanted it the same way that he wanted it. Mm-hmm. he had a son that you know he's hoping it would take over this land this ranch and take care of it yeah but he's starting to see that that's not the case so I, that's kind of the same thing you start to, as people live in this uh, society, which this to me, we're really focused on individuality, which I agree to certain aspects. But I also think that there you lose, you start to lose that whole family orientated thing uh, that th- th- a lot of great families still hold, you know, very strong. Um, and I don't know. And in my opinion, that's where you, you start to see a lose of tradition yeah. and cultures. And then, or you pick up new and adapt yep. to new different. So that's another beautiful thing about the American culture is that you can pick up and choose different uh, traditions and, yeah. and cultures and apply it to, you know, to your life and while, to your family. Yeah, while still holding some of the traditional yes. things that you yes. value. That's um, why we're a blended country. That's what's yeah. beautiful about this country yeah. is that you are able to do that and it's okay. Who's going to tell you you can't do it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. You can believe in any religion you want and yeah. whatever, eat any food. It's the same thing. I feel the same way. I want to pick and choose from, you know, what cultures do what and yeah. and, and why they do it. Mm-hmm. I want I want to implement that in with my family, right? Yeah. There's, so there's certain things that I didn't learn as yep. a child. I can't help it. My father grew up and, you know, he, man, he grew up in a, a dictatorship type of home, right? So it's at the same yeah. way, he raised us as like a dictatorship home. These are things that uh, 
we can say, hey, you know, this worked for us, this didn't work for us, and kind of go from there. And that, yeah. that's how I, li I like to do I, I love being able to see everybody's cultures. Yes, and, and watching shows like that yep, will shows. show you that because sometimes we don't have access to that, you know? Yeah, um, you don't know that life. No, you don't yeah, know that no, life no, at no. all. And right. so that's what's so great about TV. I need to start watching more TV. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, well, you know I, me when I when I get some time, I'll oh, binge yeah. at night. I only watch TV <laughs> at night. Yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. Because I know when I watched the Joy Luck Club, I mm -hmm. I wish I would have watched it sooner because I feel like I would have understood my mom and sisters a lot sooner too. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I'm glad I watched it because now I can really really feel my mom and my sisters that much more. But I remember at one point, Campbell, my son was. He was playing, he was doing artwork and he kind of was watching it too. And so he came to me and he was crying. This is the scene where um, the mom had to leave her twin daughters behind during the war. Mm. And it made me think of my mom. So my mom had, um, there's eight of us, but she did have three sons as well. And mm, yeah. um, while escaping the war, she um, lost her three sons. Mm. And how old were they again? Oh, gosh, I she told me and I didn't write it down. I need to do that. But I believe they said like 10, <coughs> 6, and maybe 3 or something like that. Yeah. So they, you know, when you think of that age, I mean, we have kids now. And it just, when she would tell they me. They would be these, devastated if they yeah, lost one of their siblings. She told me the, the story when I was younger. But again, I wasn't a mom. I had yeah. no idea what she's talking about. And I'm just like, oh, I have, I have three brothers. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. You know, right. like they're not here no more. Cool. Like I didn't, I wasn't interested. It's so, it's so weird to say and to think and look back, but I just couldn't immerse myself into what my mom went through. I, you know, I don't think it's weird. It's just that you didn't, again, you didn't experience it as a, you weren't a mother yet and yeah. you didn't understand. And I think it's okay for, it, yeah. I think that's another thing we kind of, everybody feels like you should be sensitive to everything that you hear that is sensitive yeah. to another person. But I think you should have the free thought yeah. that to be like, you know what? later in life just like you're doing now you're mm -hmm. looking back you're like you know what i now know and i understand mm -hmm. and it's okay because you didn't know it's just like you, you don't know what you don't yeah, know you don't know <laughs> what you don't know yeah and that's exactly yeah. what it is but yeah but i mean of course like it's one of those things where like gosh i wish i would have known but yeah you're right yeah. instead of having that like regret mm -hmm. instead of just like embrace it like at least i know and i i can yeah. i can tell my mom i can yeah. talk to her you yeah. know um because it's crazy because we went through a loss as well. Mm, yeah. And I remember with my mom, I remember when I called her to tell her that I'm at the hospital, I'm, you know, I'm about to give birth and I am, you know, like it's, she's probably not going to survive, you know? Right. And, you know, she laughed over the phone. I remember her like, ah, oh, what'd you do? You know? Yeah. And I remember I was so mad like so so mad and all it couldn't run through my head I'm like you lost three sons how can you not understand what i'm going through um but it's so crazy so i hung up on her my dad calls me and i talked to my dad and he ended up so my mom doesn't drive and so my dad ended up coming to the hospital left her at home because he was mad at her for making me mad <laughs> <laughs> but then she of course found a ride yeah. and she came she showed up as well too but it's right. just really interesting now that i've talked to my mom a lot about just just everything we talk about life we talk about death we talk about so many things that i'm at peace with yeah. like knowing about death and stuff like that and so for me um i understand my, the the reason why my mom reacted the way she did to me she had so many years to you know when she, okay so when going back to cambodia when she yeah. had to leave her you know when she lost her three boys she could not 
do the ceremonial things that you do when you lose a loved one. Right. She literally had to pick up and leave again, you know? Yeah, there's no choice. There's no choice. And this, they, that, this, this is goes back a, to that thing where I tell you, you have yes, no choice. choice. And it was within a two, month, a two month period. I can't even imagine that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, and for her, like, I've never seen her. She cries sometimes talking about it, but she's, she's someone that lives in the present so much that the past, yes, the past like kind of shapes her, but she is so much stronger because she's able to see the blessings that she currently has, you know, not that she forgot about her sons, but she's looking at it like, wow, I'm, st- I, I was able to have more children. Even afterwards, yeah. I was able to have all these grandchildren, great grandchildren, great, great grandchildren. I mean, like that's yeah. a blessed life, you know, but my mom, she was able to keep her sons in a lot of our memories. And then I had this, this like aha moment when I, when I had three boys, I was like, Oh my gosh, I had three boys. I was like, that's kind of like my mom's loss. She gained that. Yeah. It was my gain and her gain in grandsons, you know, like just such a beautiful, when you see that, um, that circle of life kind of happen, it's so beautiful. And like, it's, it's a really cool feeling to be able to, um, kind of accept things for what they are yeah, and just feel so blessed for yeah, whatever no, I, you have. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, you know, feeling gratitude for what you have is a daily practice that yes. a lot of people need to, to do, you know, as long as yeah. you're, you're really focusing on, you know, what you have and not being concerned about what you don't have. Yeah. Um, your life is a lot, a lot less stressed. Yeah, for sure. So. so yeah, so that movie just touched me in so many ways and a lot, you know, there's stories in there that my mom, for instance, like she always said that her mother-in-law wasn't good to her. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one of the moms that was looking back on her life yeah. um, on, no, not the mom, but well, the mom's looking back on her mom's life, you know, and it's just interesting to see a lot of that in the Asian culture because my mom, she didn't have a good relationship with her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law was really mean to her, which is my grandma, and I have never met her, but it's the craziest thing. So, like, my mom said she prayed every day that her daughters, which there's five of us, that never had to go through what she went through with her her mother-in-law, and... So all five of us never met our mother-in-laws besides well, besides Bong Sarai. I was going to say Bong Sarai. Yeah, that's the only one that met her mother-in-law. And she had a really great one, you know. Yeah. So it's just really interesting that, you know, like how that panned out. Not You know what I mean? Like I would have, I mean, I wish I would have met your mom, you know. Like I think that her and I would have gotten along very well. Yeah, I um, don't, I mean, I don't know what type of person I'd be if I still had my mom, to be honest with you. Oh, that's true, because, yeah, you... Because yeah. um, I'm a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, yeah, I was a mama's boy, so I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if how, what type of person I would have been if I had a mama, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. You just, I don't know what yeah. type of person I would be. I, but what I do know is that when I did lose my mom, um, it changed me drastically so and at the time you probably didn't even realize that it changed you drastically did it or or did you did you know um no you didn't know i mean like i said you had no choice i had no choice either i was to sit there and i can you know mope cry and you know but i had my own ways of dealing with things and i i did what i did to get through i mean there's times i mean even now yeah it's been gosh 20 20 years i think Mm -hmm. 20 years so a little bit over maybe 21 
21 this year. Yeah, because she, 2002? 2002 is when she passed. Okay. So yeah, it'll be 21 years this February. Yeah. And um, what I can say is that I don't, I don't, I can't say like I miss her, right? Like I, I, yes, I miss moments of what life could have been. But again, I don't, I'm not the type of person to think about, oh, well, this is what life could have been, right? Yeah. Because that, that's very bad for anybody to think that way, right? Like, oh, if my mom was here. You know, in times of when... Because then you're thinking of the past. Yes. And then you're thinking of the future. Yes. You're not thinking yes. of your present moment. Yes. Yeah. Now, are there times where I'm, I'm having a great time and a great moment? I'm like, man, She's here. my mom, would it, she would enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... I don't you know, yeah. I, I don't think about the... the I wish she was here type thing. I just, she would enjoy this moment. Yes, right? yes. So. Like, and, and that's what, the same way I feel about my dad, you know. Anytime we have family gatherings or it's in this house, you know. Yeah. I always think, like, dad would love this, you yeah. know. Like, and in a way, it's like, I don't ever think, oh, I wish she was here. Because I feel like he is always here, yeah. you know. So it's like an interesting feeling, that's you in know. in your heart. In your heart, yeah. yeah. So you know they're around, you know. It's yeah. just, uh, it's just how you view things and, yeah. Yeah, everybody has different thoughts and what they feel about that that's just how i've i've always dealt with um you know we talked about this the other day with loss and i you know i'm pretty good at compartmentalizing things and Mm -hmm. i really can just cut things off and and just that's my way of dealing with stuff yeah and um, that's how i get over certain things that i want to get over well i remember when my dad passed away so my dad passed away six years ago and it was a moment where everyone was at our house and um, I went to go hide in the room because there was just so many people and I just needed to rest. Yeah. And you came and you hugged me and you said, this is going to change your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going to you're going to change. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, how? Like, you know, but I didn't realize how much change. I mean, I've grown so much in the last yeah. six years. I mean, like drastically with the loss of my father. Like, yeah. so it's just a very it's a, it, it's interesting um, to look at it that way, too. Yeah to say like you found yourself in a way after a loss as well too. Like, yeah. Other, other teachings that they've taught yes. you again, it goes back to, it's a daily training. You, you hear them. You're, they're always mm-hmm. talking to you. They're always saying <laughs> like me talking to our children the same way. Yeah. I know that when I die, they're going to be like, dude, my dad used to always they, say that. Or they still you know, do. I know they do already, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's going to be more prevalent when I pass, right? When when some, when some I'm no longer here to tell them those things, yeah. they will remember those things. They'll be like, dude, I just sound just like my dad. Because, <laughs> you know, because you know, like the one thing my dad told me when, before he passed away was he wish yeah. and he's basically banking on me to keep our family, the tightness yeah. together, right? Yeah. And I felt like to that was that culture. to hold that. Yeah, because yeah. in my family, it is like with the amount of people in our family, we are super tight knit, super close. Yeah. It's really rare. I thought that was normal for everyone. Then I meet people and yeah. I only see them be close to just our immediate. Mm-hmm. My dad has us close to our first cousins, second cousins, third cousins. It's insane the yeah. amount of people we are connected with. Um but I didn't realize how overwhelming that can feel too, you know? And so it's just kind of crazy. I, now that I'm here and mm. even though I am the youngest in the family, um, I do feel a sense of responsibility to take, keep that role. But at the same time, not to the extent of what my dad has always done, because I felt I, now that I'm thinking about his life, like, God, I, I can only imagine how much stress he had on himself because of the responsibility he put on himself, you know, because yeah. he was the only one in um, in America 
um, and his whole family lived in Cambodia. So he, again, his responsibility of like being um, the one that took care of everyone over in Cambodia by sending the money, never retiring because he had to keep working. It becomes a really um, just a hard thing to to have one human being do right yeah and it is it is and then i start thinking about all his illnesses what the cause of it you know and then it makes me you know so those are things that i saw now that i'm older and that i'm i'm okay with letting go of some traditions to make sure that i'll be okay that i'll be okay um and you know and that goes back to the lunar new year traditions that you guys had in your family you know when it started out being a lot of people and then it became Mm. to where it's just like the immediate family and even then it's just the immediate siblings there's not a whole lot of nephews or nieces that are there you know grandkids um so it is um so having to step away from what traditions were um it's really it's hard but at the same time sometimes it's needed unless you have a group of people that are willing to take part in it because today your one of your nephews actually said to me um how um he wished that the family got together more, not just during of times of holidays, you know, um, that just more like family reunions, you know, things like that. Or, so, just, or just weekends, you know what I mean? Just, or yeah, just get together. Get just together. To get together. And, I, and what I told him too, I was like, you know, we're all old enough to be able to like, with, to say, hey, let's get together. Let's do something, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be the one person that usually does the hosting. It could be everyone's input. So. Yep. No, I agree. So, I mean, basically, you know, with, with this, I just like to say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Lunar New Year to everybody around the world. I mean, send in your comments or, you know, suggestions or what you've done with your family. Again, I like to pick up from different families and cultures. Uh, not everything that I do is uh, going to be uh, exactly what I want. So I like to hear what you guys do for tradition. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear more and kind of even touch base on that uh, a little bit more. Uh, so feel free to, to comment or send us an email at, is it stories at the garden of storytelling.com. So stories at the garden of storytelling.com. Yes. I want to say happy lunar new year to those that celebrate it as well. And I would love to hear what your traditions are and what are some traditions that you had growing up that you guys kind of let go and now are creating new traditions or just, um, having those traditions out completely. So I would love to hear more about that. If you can just comment, we would love um, any information you can give us. So happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Thank you. It's time playing tricks on us. The way that we